We would like to thank one of our sponsors, Protect Your Neck MMA. It's like the Wu-Tang song. They have a lot of great rash guards and shorts, make great gifts. If you go to our Instagram page, philosophy underscore fighting, you'll find the link to Protect Your Neck MMA, and you'll get a 15% discount on any of the goods that they sell. Tell Michael Shear, the owner, that you know us. Great people. These are created by jujitsu guys for jujitsu guys or any combat sport and fans of 90s hip hop. All right. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so we're here for another UFC talk, and we are on the heels of UFC 280, which was a huge card, and we've got a special guest today, one of our good friends, Andrew Lenning, Andy, everyone calls him. You want to say anything? Say hi, Andy. Hey, good to see you guys. Glad, glad to be here. It's uh, fun cool. to talk about this stuff. I don't have any friends outside of watching <laughs> UFC, so everybody who came to my house yesterday was basically just there for the food. <laughs> the food was great, Andy. Thank you. Everything. Nice. The guacamole, yeah. mac and cheese, your hot sauce—fantastic. Well, my hot sauce already. You're missing. You're missing out. You have your own hot sauce. Yeah, I started when everybody was making bread during the during the pandemic. I went mm-hmm. hot sauce. So, oh shit! Uh, a little fermentation stuff. Yeah, it was it was good. But I was looking forward to that card. It, it was a fun card. I, I I probably started watching the prelims. I missed some of the early prelims. Okay. You know, the, 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 even the prelims were good. There, there was a lot of fun matches there. So usually when we hype these cards up, because to me, this was the card that I was most hyped for. And I think in years, mm-hmm. like maybe since Khabib Connor, I don't know. I just felt like it was the most technical matchup ever. But anytime you hype something up, it's usually a letdown. But I didn't really feel let down. I was upset Charles lost. But like, how do you guys feel overall about the whole thing? Do you think? It lived up to the hype. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think that usually when it is super hyped up, it usually does kind of let down. But yeah, I don't. I don't feel let down by this at all. Yeah, I don't. I think it was. I think it was a fun card. You know, if you're if you're a fight fan, every every one of those fights had something to either talk about or be excited or emotional about. It was mm. it was an engaging card. So let's go through them. Let's do one of the first ones. The first one I saw: Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. Yeah. I'm surprised it went that way. I, Bilal always just feels like he's good, but not that good, but he wins. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Like I, I was assessment? surprised. I, I thought Sean Brady was going to tear right through him. I, I think Bilal has, I think a lot of people count, don't count the amount of heart that that guy has. That, that guy, you know, stays in the thick of it. And I think he's, you know, I, I think, what, what was the last time he lost? That's a good question. He lost to Leon Edwards, but that was an eye poke. But people yeah. said he was losing that That's fight. That's right. That's right. And I was. Well, I don't. I, was that a loss? No, I think it was a no contest. No contest. Oh, that was yeah. a no contest. Yeah. I, yeah. Last I believe so. How do you think that if they run that back? Because I mean, you know, who do you think wins in? You know, I, I think Leon beats him because Leon was beating him at that point. Yeah, they ruled that a right. no contest. His last loss was in 2019 to Jeff Neal. Interesting. <laughs> Jeff Neal's a good fighter. Yeah, and before that, Vicente Luque. Right, Luque's so, good too. A, yeah, but those yeah, aren't bad good. losses. No, not at all. He's won his last four in a row, beating Maya, 
Steven Thompson, he beat Luke A, so I guess he avenged that one, right. and Sean Brady. Those are four I mean, if solid you don't count wins. The, if you don't count the no contest, then he's actually won eight in a row. Yeah, Diego Lima, Lyman Good, Takashi mm-hmm. Sato. Those are all good fighters. The thing yeah. is, is is he is he one of these guys, right, who, like Roy Nelson, where, like, you know, once he fights for the title or fights that elite, elite competition, he, he looks like he doesn't belong there? Or is he a Charles Oliveira who, you know, everybody says, you know, there's no way he'll beat this guy. There's no way he'll beat this guy. And he shows up and he does it in dramatic fashion, you know, because that's what happened with the Sean Brady fight. You know, you and I were talking about it already. Um, mm-hmm. the Brady's, you know, he was undefeated, wrecking machine. And I thought the same thing that you did. I thought that, you know, Bilal was in for a long night. Yeah, I thought Sean Brady's wrestling was definitely going to handle him and pound him a lot. I didn't have any, I like think like Bilal would like get submitted or even even be knocked out per se. I just thought Brady would just kind of put on a wear and tear on Bilal for the whole time. But maybe it was a Khabib coaching him. He's been training with the Khabib boys. So that was his last train. Like maybe that really played out for him because his wrestling was great defensively. Can yeah, I, I don't know if anybody trains harder than Khabib and like those Dagestanis, and then especially when it comes to wrestling. So I don't know if Bilal was getting many takedowns, but he was stuffing all the takedowns, and then he just yeah. felt comfortable with his hands. And regard while his win streak was good, it shows here like they were all decisions. You know, like he didn't knock yeah. anybody out or sub anybody for a while, and to knock out Sean Brady, I thought it was like a smidge too early, but also he was fucking him up. Yeah, I agree with you there. When it's a standing knockout, you want, for me, it's like I got to see like 15 unanswered shots or like their eyes rolling or something. I didn't really see that, but like it seemed like it was going to come. It's not an outrage. I mean, it was approaching 15 shots. I mean, if you look at the footage, if, I, if I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah, it was, it was close. It was a lot. It was a lot of shots. and But it also was like close. It was pretty close to the end of the round. What was there? Like 45 mm-hmm. seconds, less than a minute left. Yeah, less than a minute. I mean, less than a minute. A minute of taking those shots, you know, no good. You know, it, if it was stopped at 45 seconds, still, do you want to take, you want to let somebody as a ref, you know, take 45 seconds of yeah. shots to get into the next round? I mean, so we can get into that later, but I thought about that with the main event. Was it the main? Yeah, no. Dillashaw co main event. I'm sorry. Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan, because oh, no. when Peter Yan got cut, I know Jason Herzog was looking at that cut the whole last minute, and I'm like, oh, he doesn't want to stop it to check it because he's like, this fight's almost over. Can we just park it here and just say that Jason Herzog did a wonderful night all night? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a great, he was, he was, he was in all the, all the fights that, you know, had something that needed a good ref. He was, he was there. He's a great ref. I've, I've trained with him. He's good. Yep. Would you train Um, with him in jujitsu? I've trained with him in jujitsu. Yep. Did he tap you out? Is he good? I can't recall, but I would lean towards yes. He's better than me. That's, That's awesome. why you can't recall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. Who would he you like a, to see? Who would you like to see Bilal fight next? Oh, it's got to be a top guy. I don't know if Leon wins again. Then maybe Leon. But like Leon, for me, that no contest is—I don't want to call it a Leon win, but Leon definitely outclassed him up until that point. <laughs> but it's been some time, so like. That rematch has a story. Like typically that no contest, they might run it back the next time. But no, Leon was like, No, I'm waiting out. They're definitely doing Leon Usman next. Right. No, oh. I'm saying like if if, yeah, if Leon that. beats Usman, 
then I think it should be Bilal Leon. I mean, either way. No. Uh, either way, kind of, you know, it, it might be it, it might be Leon next because if, if he loses, then who do you who do you put? You, you just That's true too. Him, you know. Yeah. So, you know, that might be that might be the uh, the course there, and I'd like to see that fight. You know, I, I Bilal, I, I definitely became more of a Bilal fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Sean Brady's good enough to get you a title shot. Yeah, but he's already Sean ranked Brady, five. Is he really? Bilal? Yeah, he fought, the, and he fought Shane, Sean Brady, who was ranked 11th. You know? He, yeah. He took, he took but, that chance. I'm saying you got to beat, like, a Gilbert or a Colby. Like, you got to beat somebody in the top five. Kamzat. Like, I think they're all the more deserving than Bilal. No, Bilal beat Sean Brady, who's not in the top five. I know, but Bilal's in the top five. I mean, yeah. they could, they could, they could. Uh, so I'm just looking at it burns. in terms of like, all right, Leon and Usman have pretty much had their matches with almost everyone there. Yeah, I think Colby, Kamzat, and Gilbert are all more deserving. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that's Not what I'm more. saying. Like, I think Bilal could just wait it out. I think they're going to do Colby versus Kamzat in March. Mm. They want to try to do that. And then that would have to be for the title. Yeah. And that would be such an amazing fight. Did you see Kamzat got into a fight in the, the stands? Yes, in the Who crowd. Who did you get into yeah. a fight with? One of Khabib's brothers. Yep. And then, like later, they were like hanging out. I don't know. I there's like a lot of rumors on the internet. Some people say Khabib and his crew don't really like come. I've heard that. I can't hear you, Anu. Beef, like a lot of people in that area. Also, one of the guys that was there with Kamzat was the son of the leader of Chechnya. This guy Kadriov was like a dictator type, like not right. a good person. So. There's a lot of drama in that part of the world playing out in the UFC. He's a good person if you know him. Yeah. You're friends with him. He's, he's great. I feel like that's everybody. Even like horrible people. You're friends with them if they have a lot of money and fame. Listen, who knows how long that Usman, Usman fight is going to take? Didn't he get like surgery? So that Usman Leon Edwards fight might take a while to materialize. And I'm sure Bilal wants to stay busy. I'd say, I'd say a fight with Burns, you know, Burns, you know, really ranked number one. That would be a great fight, too. I just think that that Leon is well-known for waiting. So if Usman wants to wait, then Leon's probably real cool with that. Yeah, Yeah, Bilal's not good enough to wait. (laughs) He's not. Uh, I also think he just just doesn't want to wait. Yeah, no, he should fight Gilbert Burns or somebody. He should always be sharpening his skills. And it seems like Khabib's a good coach. Definitely helping him find something from within. Taking up his notch. I, I would give it to... Bilal, because I think his last four fights were all he's fighting down in the rankings. Mm. So it's one of those things where you're like, all right, like, I guess you could say he's getting a chance to fight up, but like, does a guy need to fight up if he's fought down four times in a row and he's in the top 10 the whole time? I mean, I yeah. think you do. Definitely. Yeah, you do. You still do? All right. Yeah. yeah. To me, like, the rankings are kind of wishy washy anyway. So for me, it's like if you're in the top 10, and you can pick off four wins, you probably get a shot. I get your argument, but there's, I think there's just people that are more deserving. Those people that were more deserving were not more deserving than. Okay, not, not, not Covington. He's had a bunch of shots. He should beat Covington. Covington well, should beat Bilal too. Like that okay, well, you're player. just making Covington like a placeholder then. Like you can't do that either. Yeah, Covington has to be like, uh, he hasn't fought. So this is where you and I differ. For me, it's like if you lose a title shot, you should drop down to like number 10. Instead, they land at right. number one and they're still there and then they get to like 
get one more win and they're back in again. For me, it should always be like, nah, two wins, you're back in. All right, you make a point. And yeah. actually, so like for me, it's like, all right, we've seen Usman be, we've seen Gilbert Burns get a shot. We've seen Covington get a shot. You know, you got Leon. Like, uh, all right, well, maybe it is time for Bilal or Hamzat. That's fine. Yeah, too. Hamzat. Yeah, Hamzat. Yeah. Hamzat Bilal. I think, Ham- I think Hamzat gets the loser of Leon Edwards and Usman, but Hamzat probably wants to stay active. I mean, yeah, he's not shown that in the past, right? So, but they're, they're working on Colby, you said? Yeah, they said March. Dana White said it that he wants to do Colby and Hamzat. And that would just be like, I think, amazing. Fun just fight. to see both their wrestling going after each other. And Colby's going to be hilarious making fun of. Oh, man. Calls him cum shot. Like, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good one by Colby. So, all right. Speaking of rankings, the next fight I wanted to talk to you about might be the most interesting. When Sean O'Malley ranked 11, was fighting Peter Yan, who was the number one ranked bantamweight. Wait, before you go over that, I think we should definitely make a point that we're skipping over Chukagayan versus Furrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a fun fight. That was like an evenly matched fight. But yeah, let's go back yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, also, Darius Gamrat. No, I want to talk about that too. But whatever. Okay, fine. You want, you go ahead. Make your case with O'Malley and Jan. Yeah, what'd you think of it? Did you think it was a bad decision? O'Malley won. 100%. I, you really, so you were, like, how bad of a decision do you think it was? It was a very bad decision. Is it the worst decision I've ever seen? No, but it's, it's up there. Eh, and why do you think Jan won so decisively? Control time was a huge amount. Went like it was damage. so lopsided in takedowns and control time. And the striking that O'Malley won was just by a slither of a margin. It was 15 more strikes and more damage. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but it was it was 15 more. It was like 50 to, to 65. It wasn't like... Because neither one had a knockdown. They each had what was close to a knockdown. Like as soon as O'Malley scored an almost knockdown, then Peter Jan also scored almost a knockdown. So it was very close. And I'm rooting for O'Malley the whole time. So I feel like I'm biased for O'Malley. And I, in my head, I scored it 30-27. Jan. I'm biased for O'Malley too, but I scored it 29-28. For... Like I would have see, I was kind of scoring it as a whole. The first round could go either way. Good. The second round is definitely Jan. The third round is O'Malley. And oh wow! Part okay. Of, part of me feels as though like because he did the damage with the knee, and he was bleeding, and he was hurt, and he had 15 more strikes. Like I kind of leaned. I don't know. I'm biased because I wanted O'Malley to win, but like yeah. I don't think it was that bad. If somebody said Jan won, I'd be like, all right. If O'Malley won, I'd thanks be like, to O'Malley, right. I made a profit on last night. If it wasn't for him, I would have lost. But I don't know. What did you think about it, Andy? Pretty similar to what Anoop said is, you know, O'Malley definitely controlled the, the, the first round pre- pretty well from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan, Jan was able to apply pressure in the second round and just, you know, take, take him down and control him, you know, pretty much at will. O'Malley was able to get up from a lot of those positions, which I was, which I was pretty impressed by. <laughs> and in the third round, I think that O'Malley just had a little bit more octagon control. I think he did, he, I mean, with especially with that knee, he did a hell of a lot more damage in that third round. And honestly, I think it was, I think it was the right decision. I mean, oh, wow. okay. it could have, it could have went, it could have went either way. And either way, I think that considering, considering the level of competition that O'Malley has faced in the past, like, you know, you know, Cheeto Vera is like the only guy that, you know, real guy that I feel like he's fought and he lost one. Yeah. You know, it was a huge step up in competition. And I think he proved that he belongs, uh, you know, even if he lost in that fight, you know, he, he, he proved that he belonged there either way. Yeah. 
So I don't think that the, you know, it's a great, you know, it's great for him that he won. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's starting to come into his own, you know. I wish the guy with, with the legs that he has, I wish somebody would do, you know, for him what happened with Charles Oliveira, because Charles Oliveira never used to really strike early in his career. In his career, he relied heavily on that jiu-jitsu. And it would just seem to me, for, for somebody who has that length in that division, that learning and drilling jiu-jitsu yeah. would be, you know, obviously he does it. I, but. I was impressed with O'Malley's grappling. I thought he was going to have zilch and he actually did a pretty decent job wrestling. Like, yeah, he lost the grappling, but like, I thought it was going to be dominating by Jan when it came to the grappling. What did you see in particular out of Sean that was... That he was able to pretty much keep him in the guard. If he ever got into side control, he was able to turtle, get to the cage and stand up and even break grips, even get it back to standing, even when, you know, he had a waist lock from behind. He almost took his back once too. He did, he was, yeah. He was, so, he was moving pretty well. But Jan landed a lot of takedowns. And the reason why I give Jan the third is because he also landed takedowns in the third. So was it's one like of those really... things where it's, for me, if you don't get a knockdown and it's not a significant margin you're winning on strikes, the takedown is a huge thing. But was I think he damaging a takedown him is on the ground? almost like a knockdown. But did he damage almost. him on the ground? Say again? But did he damage him on the ground? It doesn't matter. So the context of the takedown does doesn't matter. Well, not in MMA judging. In your opinion, it might, but not in MMA judging. And even octagon control wouldn't overwhelm a takedown either. So that's why, so like if you look at verdict MMA, that's like the biggest in terms of like how many people use it to judge. The first round was 9.65 to 9.3. So most people thought Jan won that one. The second round, I'm not sure a single person thought O'Malley won because it's 10, like the average was 10 and 9. And then really? for the third round, it was 9.55 to 9.46. So very small margin third round. But still the overall was 29.2 to 27.8. And even when we put the poll on our story, 77% of people thought Peter Jan had won. All right, well, 5% said draw. Well, you're consistent because you also felt as though Whitaker beat Adesanya, right? Because Whitaker was getting the takedowns, but he did no damage with us. Correct. All right. But say you weren't scoring it as a UFC guy, you were scoring it just as a fight. Oh, then I score for O'Malley. Yeah, all right. But like scoring it as a fight is kind of like... It sucks because you're just going to look at like how they look at how they look after the fight. Like Peter yeah. Jan's got like blood all over him and stuff. You're like, all right, Peter Jan looks like he lost. I mean, damage is number one criteria in the books. I no. know, but some people just bleed easier. Some people just bruise yeah, easier. Fair. Does it yeah. hurt them more? Does it affect them more? Meh. Yeah. That's, That's what's like tough. The- it's like the context is so subjective. It, it, it's rough. Mm-hmm. That's why we need more draws. But uh, I agree. Do you want to see them fight again? Sure. I think that's what they fight. should do. I think they should a great do fight. a rematch. Yeah. It's a and great O'Malley, fight. O'Malley proved to everybody that he belongs at least. There's no 100%. way now that O'Malley is yeah, not a championship contender. Honestly, if you're if you're of the opinion that Jan won that fight, let's say he did, I think he still proves. You know what I mean? Even with the loss, I think I think it's still it's like in professional wrestling when you, you lose, but you lose strong, you know, so you mm-hmm. don't like, you know, blow up the, the guy, you know, huge step up in competition. And, you know, the guy was the interim champion and he, and he, you know, he didn't get annihilated. He, you know, he won, he won the fight. You know, I see the, I see the argument for him losing the fight for sure. But the way I look at this is if you give it to O'Malley, I don't think what you'd do. I don't think Peter Jan loses much stock. Maybe he drops 
a rank. Yeah, you shouldn't lose any right? stuff. Still yeah. the best. Yeah. Whereas if you gave it to Peter Jan, I would still see Sean O'Malley's ranking probably jump up three anyway. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Right. So like, yeah, I think that's how close it was. That's how close. Yeah. The, the fight was. Like it, it, both of them are doing well. Yeah. And bantamweight is super exciting too with Cheeto there, as well as yeah the other fight with that we're going to talk about Aljo and. Well, I think people Dillashaw. really want to set up Cheeto versus Sean O'Malley rematch again. I think they should wait for that till one they of should. them becomes champion. One of them is going to become champion. Yes, I, I think you wait till one's champion, and then the rematch is huge. Amazing, because I want to see Jan and O'Malley again, and I feel like O'Malley's going to have more confidence, knowing like, yo, I could hang with this guy. And it looked like he was getting some clean shot. Like once you go that how much higher in a level of competition, I feel like there's a part of you that's like, I don't know if I belong. And now mm. there's no way he doesn't feel that. And he goes in with more confidence. And I think he's the type of striker that does better when he is confident. Yeah. And then you have Cheeto fight, maybe Aljo. But Dana White was also talking about Henry Cejudo in the post. Yeah, Cejudo conference. had a lot to say about this fight, too. He called this one of the biggest robberies in MMA. It's turning into boxing now. Yeah. I mean, so really? Cejudo is a, is a known and stout Sean O'Malley hater. He's he's a known instigator with a YouTube channel too. So it's yes. you know he's uh, he's you know so sometimes he's just out there trying to say the thing, uh, maybe amplifying his emotions on the subject a little bit. But listen, Cejudo's real the the real deal, man. I mean, yeah, I think Cejudo's the best talent bantamweight has seen. So we'll see. Should we talk about O and Dillashaw and then go into Cejudo? Sure, but look, I, maybe Dariush Gamrat though. That was a match too. I think we should talk about that before we talk about the. That way we just do bantamweights and then we do lightweights. Sure. You're all over, but I'm with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just we'll, we'll go from bantamweight okay. and stick with the division. And then because Gamrot, sure. Darush, I love, but it'll lead into. Okay. Islam Oliver. Aljo Dillashaw. Did you see it going that way? Yes, I did. Because I, oh, like Aljo- I hated Aljo so much. And I was like, well, after what he did to Jan, my respect level just went up so high. And I saw a stat that said no one under 30, no one 36 and above has ever won a title underneath welterweight. Speed matters too much. And then with Aljo's wrestling, I just felt as though like that was pretty much a lock. I was very confident. Nice. You, Andy? I mean, uh, you know, privately, we discussed my disdain and distaste for <laughs> TJ Dillashaw. I don't like the guy. I think that, you know, you know the, the whole EPO thing, I, I get why. And he probably understands that he never should have dropped down the weight class to, to have that happen. However, it's very difficult for me to believe that his success wasn't in some way, you know, especially with what No Love was saying about him like mm-hmm. during, the, during the lead up to their fight and everything. It's very hard for me to respect a guy like that. Also, he's better looking than me, so it's a <laughs> to it. But yeah, so I and I, I don't I don't like the guy and I don't like that he came in almost like a heel now, like, you know, on purpose, like kind of embracing it in a way. Yeah. And I, I have never I, I've never been a huge Algernon Sterling like fan. I mean, like, he's, you know, he's great talent he's he's excellent. But even he, he, you know, he had a rough, a weird title win and he's very weird. Right. So I, I I was hoping that TJ would lose more than I was hoping that Aljo would win. And when I when I saw what was happening, because I saw it immediately, I saw him wincing on the ground. We didn't know when we were watching it if it was his wrist, if it was his shoulder. Yeah. That made me, you know, unfortunately, on the public record, I was happy that he got mm-hmm. injured. 
and uh, you know i'm happy that he's probably out of out of the contention right now and i don't have to emotionally deal with him at a usc event for a while you know unless yeah i'm not sure you're gonna see tj for a very long time now i, I yeah i don't know i don't know how that's more, not his last more, match maybe Bec yeah because of that shoulder but i have a question so you feel that way about tj do you feel similarly with john jones oh yeah yeah okay yeah I, uh, you know, I, I, with John Jones, it's, a, it's, it's a bit different because I mean, the, the accolades are, are, are out of control. And I do yeah. think that he's a, he's a very, I think he's a better natural athlete for his size than TJ is mm -hmm. for sure. But there's Even no shittier. question. There's no yeah. question <laughs> that, that, that John Jones was, was juicing the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I don't think he should be discussed in the leg. I want to see him fight, you know, we'll see if that happens. It's never going to happen. I keep saying it. I know, it's never going to happen to Noop. You see? How long have I been saying I think, it? I think he's I think he's uh, more likely to go to like, you know, a WWE sort of thing. There uh, were rumors should. there were rumors that he was going to fight in December against Miocic and so, now they like moved the rumors back to like Dana White. It's like, yeah, spring, which is like a long time, 6 bro, months away. It's been years. <laughs> to answer your question, years. It is I don't I don't see John Jones deserving anything in the I I I'm, I think what you think uh, he should he should enter in unranked in the heavyweight division. I mean I know they can't do that. You know, yeah. well, it's the greatest of all time. You can't but, do that. Yeah, but he shouldn't fight for the title. The Stipe would be a good fight, but so would like you know two. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, There's so many other fights I'd rather see where you know let him let him earn it. God, yeah, John, John Jones is 35, so I don't I don't know what how much. Yeah, but at heavyweight age doesn't matter that much. It doesn't, yeah. but you know when your last win was in 2020. Okay, no, and, Russ, and even Ring that Russ, was sure. like a that Bro, was like a yeah, like that was yeah. Dominic Reyes. Think how long ago that was. Yeah, I I agree. And Dominic he, Reyes hasn't fought me. <laughs> he might have lost that fight, dude. I think I mean, Dominic I think Reyes won, that. and the fight before that with Thiago Santos was a split decision. I thought Thiago won that uh, fight. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, but I don't with know the, why Jones the, didn't take him down that fight. I don't know how Jones didn't take him down that fight when he had no knees. Yes, I, I don't know either. But and that's crazy because that fight was the year before that. You know what I mean? So like not only has he not fought in his last so many years, but he hasn't even looked good in those fights. So I, I I know he's winning, but to me, not really. To me, he lost those last two. And now he's age and now he's time off. Like, dude, I don't buy it. And you're telling me he's not juicing this whole time? Come on, man. Going up in weight. Connor's been juicing too. I I think they said yeah. Dana said Connor can't fight for six months until he joins the Usada pool and he still hasn't joined the Usada pool. Yep. So we also know Connor's at least six months out too. Yep. Even Literally. Connor, like you know, what do I care about Connor anymore? Everybody, yeah. it's just it, it's fun it though. They were they were good. In the movies. Nah. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna be in Roadhouse. He's yeah. gonna be, I think Patrick Swayze's role. Roadhouse is a great movie. It so is. It's crazy school. that he's Swayze though, but yeah. <laughs> right. He should Swayze. be the bad guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> but it's just like I'm dying like, to see it now. Like <laughs> Connor does have such a funny aura, though. But yeah, he's an asshole. It's just whatever. He does. Who knows? He might become the greatest actor ever. He's, he is really funny. He's very entertaining. So he might find his niche. Yeah, there's a difference though when you read other people's words and then when you're also just saying, bro, they might like, just make him ad lib. He's hilarious. I mean, he's he's got one of the funniest things that's ever happened at a press conference. And I, 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 on a 
weekly basis, I quote it when he, when he turned to Josh, Josh Thompson, because Josh Thompson's like, this person should be me. I'm, I'm the hardest hitter in here. People, oh, Jeremy uh, Stevens. And he turn, yeah, Jeremy yep. Stevens. And he mm-hmm. turns around and goes, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like you need some, you need some quick wit. But that was also that. like a, something somebody says in third grade, but it was also great. Perfect. Too. I know yeah. at the same yeah. time. It's Universal. Yeah. He's, there's no one better. He's like a child son and like, just, just give that guy a microphone. They'll be plenty fine, man. Mm-hmm. He would love to fight at 170, uh, Leon Edwards. That actually would be a fun fight to watch. I don't know how I don't to know. Connor was definitely pissed this week when Islam won, though. Yeah, he tried to make it about him again, too. He, he gets dominated by Islam. He's like, I can beat that again. style now. I've been training for it now since Khabib's Although not Char- around. Charles could fight him. Charles can fight him. That'd be great. That'd be great Charles fight. could probably fight him. I'm not sure if Charles could fight him at once. I don't think Charles should fight him. No. He's kind of irrelevant now, Connor. but... But you automatically whatever. make a lot of money. Yeah, you, you make automatically yeah, no, make so I, much I don't... Money. I don't blame him. So what who's next talk? for Aljo? Oh, yeah. Who's next for Aljo? Cheeto? It's tough. Cejudo? Cejudo or Cheeto? Or Cheeto. Oh, yeah. Cheeto, of course. But the problem is I don't know who Cheeto should fight. I think I don't think Cheeto has to fight anybody. Peter Yan is ranked first. Dillashaw was second. Well, Dillashaw lost. Marab. Marab is not going to fight Aljamain because they trained together. Oh, I also don't think Marab's win was that good. You have Corey Sanhagen at four. Marlon Vera at five. Maybe oh, do wow. Vera, maybe do Vera Sanhagen and do Jan and Dillashaw. No, do Peter Jan versus O'Malley again and do Aljo versus Cejuda. I'm, I'm checking the rankings right now. Are you guys aware of the rankings in Bantamweight? I'm looking at them now, too. Yeah. yeah. Sean O'Malley is uh, his number one contender. I mean, that says a lot. They put Sean O'Malley at number one. I might be looking. I'm looking at MMA rankings. Okay. I'm on UFC's website, so maybe they didn't update it yet. O'Malley's still ranked 11. Yeah, they usually come out with rankings on Monday. The updates. Okay. Yeah, Aljo, I mean, Dominic Cruz is looking to retire, right? Dominic Cruz got retired by Vera, so he yep. has, no longer has a stake. Well, he didn't officially retire, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, for the championship. And yeah. Sanhagen lost to who recently? He lost to... I mean, Aljo's one. beat Sanhagen. Yeah, and Aljo's beat Sanhagen. Yep. It, it should be Aljo Cejudo. That is a fun fight. So it much should fun. be Jan O'Malley and then give Vera Sanhagen and whoever wins better should get the title shot. Yeah, Aljo's been pretty active too. I mean, you know, after his injuries and stuff, like this is a pretty fast turnaround, I feel like. I feel Aljo. like it's gotta be it's gotta be it's gotta be Cheeto because yeah, Cheeto beat O'Malley, right? It's probably Almost. Cheeto. And it gives and it gives it gives O'Malley maybe, you know, if he wants to one more fight. I don't know. Or he could wait. I don't see a problem in giving Cejudo a chance. I think they might give it to Sean O'Malley. I don't know if he deserves it. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I think I think I think uh, O'Malley needs either you know time or a little bit more experience. I I think so too, but they might. Might do it. I just want to see Vera versus O'Malley. Uh, To me, Vera is going to be the champion though of that division. I think Vera is the best fighter in that division. I agree with that. Yeah, I think Cheeto Vera is going to be champion as well, but I still think. I actually think Sean O'Malley could still beat him. Yeah, for sure. They could all beat each other. And They're I think really Peter good. Jan could beat Cheeto too. So, like, there's still, yeah, there's still some matches to make. Yeah, it's rock, paper, scissors. But that's a great division. And it's yeah. fun watching them fight. Mm-hmm. Sh- should we move to Gamrot versus Daryush? Sure. What did you think of that fight? Did, is that how you saw it going? I loved it. No, I didn't. I actually thought Gamrot was going to uh, decision it. 
more wrestling. But Benil, his sweeps from bottom are so impressive. And just his way of, like, even his, his takedown defense was pretty impressive. Everything about Darius was impressive. Even, like, his striking was better than I had remembered it, too. I, felt yeah, like I Dar- just felt really impressed with Darius. I, I think I always underestimate him. I thought it was Gamrot's time to, like, rise up, but I was wrong. I feel like Darius Gamrot was a diet version of Oliveira and Islam. Like, they're both so technical. Like, Darius has amazing jujitsu. Yeah. And good striking. And Gamrot has amazing wrestling and jujitsu and striking. So it was just every time Gamrot fights, I assume it's going to be a beautiful fight. Like it's going to be so much fun to watch. Mm. And same thing kind of with Darius. Yeah. It's just Darius's resume isn't as impressive. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not as because uh, Gamrot has like a similarly impressive resume. But I just, I, I've never considered Darius a legit contender. I mean, his best opponents, Gamrot, there's Tony Ferguson, Drakkar Close, Drew Dober, Thiago Moises. Like, some of these same wins are exactly Islam's. And he's yeah, that's what I was just about so, to like, say. It's fine, but <laughs> all of these are not ranked. Yeah, but they know, are it was like, like Islam's Ferguson and, and Gamrot, and like, that's it. I mean, Dober's good. Moises is good. They are very good. But again, like, if you're thinking like title contender, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put. Dariush's name in it, even though he's been mentioned for it. He should have one more fight, you're saying. Yeah, definitely one more. He's close, though. Eight wins in a row. He's quite Yes, close. yes. But again, like two are ranked opponents. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Andy, would you give him a title shot? Question, I mean, who, who right now? Yeah, because who deserves a title shot? Oliveira, Poirier, Gagey, like all of them lost. Like, I don't that, know. The whole division is the whole division is like it's a it's a big question mark, right? Because Charles Charles cleaned it out and Islam beat Charles. So like what what happens now? Does Charles you know, is, does Charles get an immediate Charles Darius? Does Charles fight Darius and then you know that's you know it's a it's whoever wins that fights for the title. Oh, I um, like that. Or Fazeev. Fazeev is in there too. Yes, yeah, he's is. yeah, he, he's up there. I mean and, and the rest of the I mean a good fight. A, a good fight that I'd like to see, being that Darry is a little bit more of a striker than, say, it was Gaethje. I think Gaethje yeah. is a, a pretty good fight for him. You know, he, he Darius is now in the rankings. You know, he's, he's in the top five. You know, most likely, right? She, you know, just lost to the to the champ, more or less. So I think that I think that's a great fight. I think that's a fun fight. Yeah. I, as a as a fight fan, I'd like to see that fight. Yeah, like Darius. to me, Justin Gaethje was three going into this fight. How? He's two losses in a row. How how is he still three? Who were the two losses? Two losses in a row. I thought is he it beat Chandler, and, was it Khabib and yeah 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 Khabib and Charles. So he beat Chandler in between. Oh okay, that's right. He beat Chandler in between. Yeah, Chandler five, saying. and now Chandler's versus Poirier. I hate this recycled stuff all the time. It's like the top five only fights each other. Like it's just a weird thing to me. Like they should just drop. I agree with you. So Daryush Gagey is good. That's good matchmaking, I think, by yeah. Andy. I think, yeah, because honestly, like, if you look at a lot of Gagey's fights, especially the ones that he's won, a lot of the fighters, like, don't come out the same way. I think he's a really good test for, for anybody who, you know, it, it's almost like a litmus test for do you belong in, in this part of the, you know, rankings in mm-hmm. the top five or even the top ten. Gatekeeper. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, listen. I think Gaethje could be could be the champion. You know, it, it, you know, if if things went his way. But 
he, that guy's got to like that guy's got to wrestle a little bit more <laughs> and can't just you can't just be you know applying pressure and and trying to annihilate somebody and create a car crash every fight yeah i think it's a good fight that's what i would do what um, about you what about uh gamera i don't know i mean dos años or fazeev yeah both of those are fine to me yeah, yeah. but does i think fazeev wants to wait for somebody in the top five like the winner of poirier chandler or something like that Maybe you might see someone else too for like Gamrot, maybe like a Jalen Turner, someone lower, Dan Hooker. Yeah, that would be fun too, Jalen Tur- Turner. Yeah. Jalen Turner. I, would lo- be I love Gamrot though. The way he wrestles is Me so too. much fun to watch. It's like, relentless. It's, it, he makes everybody else better, at least more entertaining. And yeah, he made Darius. Darius is always an entertaining fighter, but there was some beautiful roles and like exchanges that they had yeah. where I was just like, damn. Yeah, Gamrot like never gives up on the takedown. It's not just one takedown. He's linking two, three, four. Like you gotta like survive an onslaught to get out of the takedown. And he lost, but it wasn't like he was beaten. He just again, yeah, just yeah, quick loss. Yeah, exactly. It was like a, it was so tight that like both guys, you know, uh, up their stock. Yep. In my view, a lot. I mean, what about Ferguson? Now Ferguson is done. I mean. Well, yeah, I think did, did uh, Dana say that Tony? I think t- Dana said like Tony's done, right? He said that like he thinks I that Tony should that. Th- start thinking about it, but I don't think I think Tony, obviously. But oh, how yeah. many fights does Tony have on his on his contract? Does he have another fight? I mean, he, I don't know. He, if Dana says he's done. He's done, but who knows? He should be done. I hope he's done. I feel bad. Maybe he's keeping yeah, him around too. for Connor. Possibly. All right, that would be fun to watch. That'd be Get, fun. Let Tony make sure. some money. And if he does somehow beat Connor, that would be Dude, like, fuck yeah. I think Tony still has a way. I mean, not to be like a top guy, but I think he still has a way to be in the top 15 for another couple of years. Oh, so, and all right, yeah, top just, 15. Sure. He just has to, he has to adapt his style a little bit as he gets older. Like all the good guys do it, but he hasn't done it yet. It's just hard. He's, that's why, that's why he's I still say. too busy throwing spinning back elbows, all these things. I'm like, <laughs> He's relying on so much speed, but losing his timing. Like you need to, you need to just get a little smarter with that. But he has all the tools, all the cardio. Like never say die. Like sure. there's still, I'm telling you, there's still a street if he can just get with the right people, which is a big thing to ask, I suppose. But if he gets with the right people, I think there's a path for him to still like climb back up to maybe even ranked ten. Well, listen. I mean, that's why I I kind of say like Gamrot is a is a is a good fight to maybe prove to Tony whether he has it or not. I think Gamrot smashes. Just I mean, I think, I think so. I think too, it's a but... rough matchup for Tony if it's Gamrot. Yeah. Right. I think Tony Dan Hooker could be fun. Hundred percent. Like that could be a fun fight, but I don't yeah. know. I kind of just want to see right him lose now. soundly to Gamrot. So that and like, hopefully, it's like the last fight on his contract. Or Connor, I just want to see the guy. Yeah, Connor. You know, Connor's ranked twelfth. Tony's ranked fifteenth. That would be great. Connor, t- if anybody deserves like a money from a Connor fight, I feel like it's Tony. And then, yes. all right, never yeah. fight again. Yeah, because he got screwed out of some championship fights, and yeah. he's, he's going to want Islam. That's what he's going to want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's talk Islam Oliveira. Good. I felt as though, I mean, I was rooting for Oliveira, but if there was a gun to my head, I was going to bet it. I would root for, I would say Islam, just because top wrestling yeah. is easier to do than bottom jiu-jitsu. Yes. But I was surprised by how good Islam was and looked and how dominant he was. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm more just disappointed. Yeah, why are you disappointed? Just because you well, love I wanted Charles to win. I mean, I think Charles' story is like the greatest story. I yeah. mean, no hate on Islam. I think the only hate Islam is really getting is just people are tired of the Dagestani boys winning everything. And so they're just, you know, they're rooting for the underdog. I don't think anyone like actually like hates Islam per se, you know? Are the Dagestanis winning everything or is it that they tend to be better, but still Khabib and Islam are just a step above everybody else in the world? Either one. People are just tired of like, all right, can these guys just fucking lose already? I get, I get what you're saying. Just a yeah. hard, heavy wrestling style. Yeah. Islam looked as good, though, as like Khabib, like differently, yes, like just so dominant. Normally he doesn't, though. Like Khabib is like, you can call him a finisher. Islam, not as much, but like now, yeah, this is a I mean, one. Islam's been finishing everybody. He finished Hooker. He finished Bobby Green. And who else did he just finish right before? Uh... Bobby Green just got released, by the way, which I'm pretty surprised about. Bobby cause... Green? Yeah. Yeah. Drew Dober. He choked out just... Drew Dober with that same arm triangle. And yes. Dober has like such a thick neck. Like, I don't know. Yes. Again, but unranked, barely ranked. I think Drew Dober was ranked 15 at the time they fought. Like, he's not even ranked now. Oh, he might not even be ranked. I, I know Bobby think... Green wasn't ranked. You know what I mean? So... Dan Hooker's at the bottom. But it's the same thing with Khabib. Nobody wanted to fight Khabib. Like, these guys would have taken top five opponents. Just That's nobody true. wants to fight them. Yeah. So, like, you could only be... And Chael Sonnen brought up a good point. I don't... You tell me if it applies or not. Okay. But he would say, like, in a tournament, when he would do tournaments when he was younger in wrestling, mm. the person with the easier path to the finals, people always were like, fuck, they got an advantage because they just had to wrestle. They used up less energy. Do you think that same idea plays out over people's careers? Because maybe Charles, like, he did get fucked up by Poirier. He did get fucked up by Gagey a little. Like, he did, like, get knocked down by Chandler. He got knocked down by all of them. And part of the reason we were saying how great Charles was because he went through the gauntlet of everybody. Right. Like, and why are we saying that it's worse for Islam that he went easy? Like, maybe his body's just fresher. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, see a dominant, you know? You can't hate on it. I, I do think Charles looked off, though. His striking didn't look good. There was a not a single feint thrown. Mm -hmm. like, did his weight cut get so hard? Not a single feint? How are you going to be effective in your striking if you're not faking something? I have a theory. And his footwork, I... he never changed angles. He just almost like a TIE fighter, just stayed super squared. Very simple combinations. Didn't look particularly fast. I, I was actually really disappointed to see Oliveira look like how he did. What's your theory, Andy? So, and listen, I, I, I gotta like, I should probably look at stuff and rather than relying on my brain for this, but I don't think Charles Oliveira ever had like, like fantastic footwork. No. What, what it was, what it always appeared to be me. And listen, I'm not a fighter. I don't do jujitsu. I don't box. Mm -hmm. It always seemed like Charles as, as an Upas was kind of, was kind of like in there taking damage and, and, and giving it back. And I think that I spoke to both of you about this. I think a noob probably agree with me more. He got LASIK surgery after mm. the Gaethje fight. And you said it definitely helps already, which I agree Like yeah, I've gotten you know, on, That's on why. the surface. However, if you're used to fighting a certain way and, and it's almost like your mental, like, all right, I can't see, I'm going to say in here, I'm going to ignore the, the, the damage. I'm just going to ignore the damage and just stay on my game plan. Keep everything sharp. Aim for the guy in the middle sort of thing. I think I think maybe the, the, the difference in input 
that he got might have might have actually messed him up uh, to a certain degree. I, I think I that mean, he maybe it's, it's yeah, but it's not like he got LASIK like two weeks before. You know what I mean? Like it's been a while. He's had plenty of time to train and adjust whatever. Even either way, like good or bad, I would still consider it pretty marginal. Okay, because someone's in your face anyway. Like even when your vision's pretty bad, like they're right there. I, I guess so. I just it, it's it, it just he did seem different to me, but perhaps because we were also talking about the fact that these are two guys, especially on the feet, who are going to apply pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for I don't think I, I I saw it. Islam has excellent footwork. He has he is excellent. He's he's in the right positions. He's you know he's 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 cutting angles that I don't think Charles ever cut, and it just seemed to me like when when you had those to kind of applying pressure to each other, Islam was just getting the better position and, and able to tag him and get the better of those exchanges. I agree with you in the sense that all changes change, so it makes it harder. But I also agree with what Artie's saying, where Charles just fought recklessly. Like, he didn't set up any feints. Like, he wasn't, like, super technical, like in the Chandler fight, like, where he had that perfect left hook and he was blocking. He kind of went in being like, I'm going to win in the first round. And he had tunnel vision. I have a sub theory. That guy that grabbed him from the crowd on, on his way out, fucked up uh-huh. his whole night. That was his family. <laughs> that was his whole thing. He no, was that was his family. That was that his was. family. That wasn't like a random. They took his soul. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I wouldn't say that that Oliveira looked. I, I just think he maybe drained himself too much for the. He just didn't look usual. And how he strikes. And I think if you would rewatch even Poirier and Chandler, especially Chandler, the footwork is there for Oliveira. Like he has gotten significantly better at striking. And I would say it was probably since the Kevin Lee fight, which was in 2020. From there, he's looked great. But even like if you go back even a couple of years, I mean, he had TKO punches, KO punches, another TKO punches. Like he's been finishing people with strikes. Strikes. Yeah, and like it was set up. Yeah, it wasn't like a jujitsu and then a TKO with like strikes there. Like no, 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 he's he's dropping people and finishing them from there. Yeah, I mean it doesn't get it doesn't get much more decisive than getting dropped in the center of the octagon and yeah, and as a as a Brazilian jujitsu, you know, high level, you know, getting submitted in the middle of the ring. It was decisive. That listen, I'm with you. I I was rooting for Charles. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody in every fight, you know, found a reason for him to lose and he found a way to win. And I was disappointed that he lost, but I'm also, it was a decisive win for Islam, which I think is, it's super important to acknowledge and, and say like, you know, Islam is the real deal. I mean, who, who was beating Charles Oliveira besides him? And yeah. I don't know who, I don't know who could beat Islam. Islam just seems to have that aura now because if he dominated Charles Oliveira the way he did, I don't know who could beat him. Cejudo. <laughs> that's, that's too much weight. I don't think Poirier has a chance. He'll get choked out just like he did by Oliveira and Khabib. I don't think Dang. Gagey has a chance. He gets dominated the same way he got dominated by the other two. Chandler, potentially. Yo, just because he's a freak athlete. I Darius, have an answer. I don't know. His next fight, Volkanovski. You really think Volk has a chance? Yes, I do. I think he has no chance, and Zero. I think it's a smart okay. next fight. No, it, it's a smart next fight for sure. It's a really and, next fight, and yeah. and they're billing this right because the way they win is like Volkanovski is 
either going to become like the best ever, the best ever featherweight at the very least. Yes. Because the idea would be that Islam goes down the featherweight, right? Or no, is it Volkanovski going up? Volkanovski's going up. Okay, yeah. Volkanovski going up. That's fine. If if Islam wins that, then he kind of like steals Volkanovski's like cred because he's just been beating everybody. There's less right. for Whereas Islam. Volkanovski wins, then it's like, oh shit, we got a double champ and he just beat the guy that looked like was like the boogeyman of the division. If well, Volkanovski what... wins, he's the best ever, probably, in like so many ways. Because right. Connor won, but he beat Eddie Alvarez, and Eddie Alvarez is a great fighter, but it is like styles make fights, and Connor, it was kind of served up to him, especially after he just barely beat Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. But if Volkanovski just beats Islam, who trains with the former greatest lightweight ever, mm-hmm. and just beat also arguably the greatest lightweight ever. Like that's, it's a little bit like that movie Highlander. You take the other person's wins. Yeah. Islam taking Volk's wins isn't as sexy because Islam's bigger. Well, Volk is going up in weight too. That changes it too. But um, Especially the wrestling game because, you know, Islam, I'm pretty sure could fight in in a division above him purely wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Anoop's right, man. The the, the the footwork on display for, for Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway it was like on another level. I was, I was amazed. Mm-hmm. Volkanovsky was, was, was in there, damage out. Max, Max Holloway had no answer for somebody else's striking. Yeah, it's and he was considered insane. one of the best featherweights ever too. So my sell is that Volkanovsky and Islam has had very similar careers. They both lost kind of early and like, like just flash. And they've never lost since. And I think that early loss sharpened them and made them as good as they are, as opposed to like the Sean Brady or, you know, the guys that accrue a lot of wins before they lose. Mm. I think both of them losing early, they have very similar career come-ups. But Volkanovski is a little further along. He's got more wins. He's been more title wins. But I do think of them as very similarly in terms of careers. Has Volk fought a great wrestler? Let's see. And he almost got choked out by Brian Ortega. He's not getting out of Islam's. I think there's just levels to this. My thing was thinking about Cejudo versus Volk because I always thought Cejudo would match up really well with Volk. Volk That'd be fun. On the smaller side in terms of like height. Mm -hmm. Cejudo is too. So I think that that matches up well. But Volkanovski is pretty good at everything. Wrestling, not really. I mean, Chad Mendez maybe like... We he do know he's really freakishly. Sh- we do know he's freakishly strong, and yeah. he'll probably be stronger at one fifty-five. But Islam's also freakishly strong. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think this helps. I don't know. I just don't see any way Volk could win. Wow, I totally see that he can win a decision by just pecking him apart. I don't think he'll be able to keep Islam off of him. Where no, Islam he just has it, to win more rounds than him. But Volk doesn't knock anybody out. So Islam will take a punch to, to get in and take him down and then just yeah, control make him. no mistake. When I say a Volkanovsky win is a Volkanovsky decision. Decision win. I, I would agree with that. hundred percent. I, I mean, I, that, that's how that. he usually wins. But Islam could win multiple ways. hundred percent. But you can also make that same argument with Oliveira versus Islam. Oliveira has more ways sure. to win than Islam. Sure. It doesn't make it better. Yeah. I want to see Oliveira versus Islam again, though. I want to see Oliveira beat one more person and then just come back. Like, I think that would love be the recycled thing. rankings. Yeah. No, I, I don't. But I do think Oliveira is that good. And I love him that much where I want to see it one more time. If 
he beats like Dariush or somebody. Yeah, that that could be another fight, Dariush Oliveira. Or just wait. The, Oliveira's won enough where he could rest a little bit, train, win one more time, half a year, a year down the road, and then fight him again. I want to yeah. see Islam fight a few people. Yeah, I feel like Khabib is going to ride like, him like a horse. All the top guys are like 32 to 35. I think, think that's think, the prime for martial arts. It, well, in some divisions. But like yeah. that, things are going to change in the next two years. You're going to see a real changing of the guard in a lot of these divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus. In bantam, in bantamweight, featherweight, and lightweight, you're going to see a real changing of the guard. I mean, let's, let's, just, let's just take a second to acknowledge how amazing the lightweight division is for how long. Oh, yeah. It's just been... It's, it's always been one of the best ones. Like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And at one point, that was the lightest division. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was good, though. So overall, do you think, do you think 280 was the best card of the year? Because that's what people were billing it to be. I don't know to compare with anything, but it was the best card of the year on paper. And I think okay. it did really well. And if, really Oliver, if Oliveira won, I would say yes. <laughs> I like Islam too, so it's, I'm not like disappointed. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's yeah, the you... best card this year at all, but I definitely think it was a great card. Yeah. On paper, it was the best card though. Yes. I'm trying to look real quick to like, jog my memory here. Had, oh, dude, um, there was a fight night that I would have put as a better card than this one. I mean, you had the whole... I mean, Edwards... Earlier in the year, wasn't earlier in the year like Lewis and Lewis on the come up? But in in a month we get Asanya Pereira, yeah, which will be which will be a great fight, and mm-hmm. also Mike Chandler and Poirier's on that card as well. Yep, gonna be fun. That's an MSG. I, I was I was like I, I was saying like oh you know what I'll just because like if there's a wrestling event or sometimes like a game that I want to see I'll just buy like you know six tickets or something like that. You know we'll invite some people. I'll figure it out later. I went the day of to like the day they opened to look and the, the tickets were so expensive. Oh, really? Anywhere in MSG. I mean, all the way in the back, $600. Oof. Big time. Dang. So watching that one from home, excited though. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You want to make predictions on an Adesanya versus Pereira since that's the big one? I don't know. I'm just so torn. Nah, I can't tell. I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't see Izzy going for wrestling. And you think he has to? No, I don't think he has to. But I think that it is a kickboxing match. And then there is something to just having the confidence knowing you won twice. And Izzy is mentally strong, but this other guy also seems mentally strong. And to have that confidence that no, like to know you beat this guy twice, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so tricky. You think Alex Perry really thinks he beat him twice? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that Israel, I, I all in on Israel, all in on. Israel. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, yeah, I'm all heavily in. on Israel on this one. Yeah, I mean it, it, Pereira, they they hot shot him to the top because uh, Israel's another guy who has cleared out his division. <laughs> this is what almost is, the great white hype. Do you know what I mean? What? what yeah, it is. <laughs> what, are the, <laughs> what are the odds? I'll I'll bet you ten bucks. What are the odds? Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up right now. I'll take I'll take Pereira. You don't even care what the odds are, huh? Yeah. just... <laughs> Just give me the odds. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's like Izzy is like minus one seventy, minus one sixty-five. So Pereira is plus one forty. Let me double check that though. <laughs> yeah, that's like pretty. You know, the highest I see is 
176 to 142. But that's or whatever. Much- we don't. I don't need odds. We'll just do 10 bucks on it. Yeah, they have it actually really close. I would have put Adesanya like minus 270. That's crazy. I would definitely take those odds. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's crazy. But look at the resumes. This is crazy to me. He's six and one Pereira. I mean, he just smashed Strickland. He's, I Bro, mean, he's Bo not beating Nickel. the best people. Bo Nickel has a better resume. Like, what wanna, are we doing? I, I'm excited I like, for. I like Bo Nickel's chances more than I like Ferrer. Yeah, hundred percent. Same yeah. thing. Yes, hundred like, percent. Right now, I, I think this is crazy. I think Pereira getting the shot is the craziest thing we've seen in modern MMA. I don't think it's that crazy. But I'm, look, I'm still down for it. I don't think it's like appalling in that instance where I was like, all right, yeah, Izzy is cleaning out division. The they literally have to make an opponent for him. And does he have a chance? Of course he does. But I don't think he wins. I think I think if you're a kickboxing world champion, if you're a wrestling world champion, if you're a boxing world champion, slightly less on boxing, but that should all help your rankings even when you do go into MMA. And Pereira's beaten enough Sports. people. Yeah, yeah on, but on this one, on this one, on this more legit one, it says Izzy's minus one seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Pereira one forty two. I mean Strickland. You know, he he beat Strickland like like it was absolutely nothing. But I think Izzy would probably do the same thing to Strickland. I yeah, I hundred percent. Although think. he might just play with his food a little bit. <laughs> you know, maybe he, he might yeah. just sit there and, and piece him apart for you know, until you know until Strickland like his spirit died. I have a feeling that a guy like Izzy doesn't like a guy like Strickland, but I also think Izzy has way more to train for right now. Like this is to like avenge his two of the five losses he got in kickboxing, one of which he probably shouldn't even have lost. I think this is big for Izzy to like really cement it. Like, all right, look, you guys are fabricating a guy for me and I still beat him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is cement. So that's, I mean, it, would that be any different than his whole career in the UFC? I and mean, he called out Anderson Silva yeah, everybody. Um, and then he called but, out, you know, the scariest guy in the division at the time, Yoel Romero. And yeah. everybody was like, that's the wrong guy for you. And beat him. You know? Yep. I know, but both those fights were... You still wins, right? But I, if you look I at know. all the rest, like, you can go... I mean, look at the entire rankings of middleweight and tell me Izzy doesn't dominate all of them. I don't know if he dominates Ferreira. That's why I, everybody Izzy okay. dominates with. He dominates with his kickboxing. Okay. But so now he's say, going against a kickboxing okay, world champion. So, so outside of Pereira, is there anyone in that ranking you think he beats? Whit- like Whit- like that could beat him? Whitaker, Cannoneer, Vittori, Brunson, Costa, Strickland, Hermanson, Till, Muniz, Gastelum, Imovov, Duplessis, Curtis, and Tavares. No. None of those guys beat Izzy. I think it's Alex and Bo Nickel have the best chance. Yeah, like I, I, I won't give you Alex, but, I, but Bo Nickel has a nice clear sky to get through to Izzy for sure. But I think both of them and Kamzat and Kamzat. I think so they two, should two wrestlers and a kickboxer. I think Bo Nickel should versus Kelvin Gastelum first fight. That'd be fun. But yeah, Bo Nickel yeah. just dropped out of his first fight. He was supposed to fight at UFC 282. Well, I also don't think it's the right opponent. I think Kelvin Gastelum is the right opponent. Number 11. Get him in the top 10. Yes, I and agree. Gastelum is always exciting and super durable. So, like, sure. perfect. Or give him Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson's ranked five. But Derek Brunson wins okay. at his wrestling. That's a little bit of a jump. So, we're doing the Alex Pereira way, I guess. I think Brunson and Gastelum are just... <laughs> Brunson and Gaslam are just as good as each other. You know, you. Uh, I don't know about that right now, but they're close enough. Like it's not. They're both really good. 
Well, I'd like know? to see Paula Costa versus him too. Paula Costa is signed to fight Whitaker, which is amazing. I'm so pumped sure, for that. That's fight. good. I think Paula Costa versus Bo Nickel. I think Sean Strickland versus Bo Nickel. I think Bo Nickel's got a lot of great fights coming up. I just Hell think yeah. that is if Israel beats Pereira, Bo Nickel's not even around yet. I think this cements Izzy as the greatest champion, definitely in middleweight. But no, may, but maybe. He's got a case forever. He's not better than Anderson Silva's reign. It's not even close. He didn't. It's not. I, it will I have be. to agree with the noob there. I disagree. I don't Why? think it will be. Why? The competition's not as good, and the way he wins is not as good. Yeah, strength as strength. Anderson oh, Silva. I think. I think you are forgetting how boring some of Anderson Silva fights were. A few, but the majority. The majority he won by knockout, and Izzy's not doing that. Izzy's not going check? for the finish. Yeah, positive. Put their records up side by side. I'm just going to put up Anderson Silva's lat. Like, and if Anderson Silva finishes Jake Paul, then it's not even close. <laughs> can, we, can we get predictions on that it. fight? I love it. Yeah, that fight's next week, actually, right? Yeah, I think so. That's, that's Anderson Silva better fucking crush him. There's a quote out that Anderson Silva's like, I don't really think I'm human. He's like, there's something special about me in the way. I agree with him. All right. During his reign, beats Stefan Bonner, TKO. Beats Chael Sonnen, TKO. Beats Yushin Okanami, TKO. Beats Vitor Belfort, KO, front kick. Beats Chael Sonnen, triangle, armbar. Greatest submission ever. Best come from behind. Yeah. Yeah, best come from behind victory ever. Yeah. Beats Damian Maya, but yeah, boring it fight. The worst. Dominates Forrest Griffin with probably the greatest highlight reel one yeah. round fight <laughs> ever. Yep. Beats Thales Lighty's boring with fight. Another I, one of the boring most. Okay, boring. so two boring ones. Mm-hmm. Beats Patrick Cote by TKO, but Cote injured his knee. But that's right. partially because Silva also kicked it. boring as hell fight. No, but that's. But that's yes. not his fault. Injury doesn't count. Injury doesn't okay. count. Okay. Yes. But again, another boring ass fight. No, but the, he got injured. That's you can't count that. James Irvin what? KO. He got injured in the third round. That was a boring ass fight. But partially because Silva injured him. I'm gonna disagree <laughs> with that one. There's, there's <laughs> okay. There's Whatever. two boring. There's two boring fights. James Irvin, who we went up and wait to fight, KOs in one punch. Yeah. Dan Dan Henderson chokes him out. Mm-hmm. When Dan Henderson was double champ in pride, Rich Franklin, TKO, Nate Marquardt, TKO, Travis Luter, TKO, Rich Franklin, KO, Chris Lieben, KO, mm-hmm. Tony Frigland, KO. You should economy. He had a DQ for, but he KO'd him with an up kick. Yeah. This guy, Curtis Stout, KO, Jorge Rivera, KO. Mm-hmm. And then he pre UFC, but okay. Go ahead. Still. And he lost yeah. to Ryan Chonan. Rio with, Chonan with one of the best submissions of all time okay exactly so he was yeah. part of that so two boring fights and then okay, if I... so, so you really just glossed over the decisions before that and the decisions after that too no yeah i i don't count anything oh. after he oh, lost the... okay anything okay. He, after he lost the weedman doesn't count so oh. if it... <laughs> okay interesting if we're doing, if we're doing so, just so you're saying so no, no, you're saying that none of the boring fights that he had after like some random date in 2013 count and also during his run, if it was boring, it also doesn't count. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm saying during the run, during the run, there was two boring fights and one injury. Three. So I'll even give you three boring fights. Fine, three. But that's it. And then after he broke his leg to Weidman, everything became an exhibition. Yeah, okay. he wasn't the same. In his also, prime prime, there's nothing boring about him. 
I'm going to show you Adesanya now. And okay, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's not gloss over the fact that he also lost to Weidman twice. He also lo- lost to Bisping and Cormier. And I forgot Izzy that he fought Cormier. Okay, okay. So let's say, like, okay, that, that's like past his prime. Sure. Now go back and tell me how many of those opponents he won were ranked. They were all good. Chris Lieben was amazing when he fucking no, fucked up no. Lieben. Let me go back. I'll tell you right now. So we'll go back to his first fight. Chris Lieben, he was ranked. Rich Lieben Franklin, was amazing. championship, great. Travis Luter, ranked. Marquardt, ranked, cool. Franklin Henderson, cool. James Irvin, not ranked. Patrick Cote, not ranked. No, no. Ladies, not James, ranked. James Irvin, higher weight class. He went up to light heavyweight to fight James Irvin Correct. and won. Okay, how is, you're right. How is he, but he but was again, champion. How is he... How is he champion in fighting not ranked people? Cote must have been ranked. No, James Irvin. No, Cote was not ranked. He actually won the ultimate fighter, which got him a shot at the title. Not okay, ranked. but back then that counts as like, you're good. Why? Why is it? He wasn't ranked. There's less of a pool. They gave him a title. Yeah, you're, you're Matt Sarah beat GSP coming out of the ultimate fighter. Like yeah, that Again, Stefan Bonner, also not ranked. Last He, went up, he went up and wait. Like, he went up and wait to fight Stephen Bonner, and Stephen Bonner had never been knocked out or submitted in his career. Okay, and also Silva did that in like three years, and way older. And and Look. he was and he was on steroids, Stephen Bonner, for that fight. The level of competition that Silva has fought compares to the same thing Izzy has fought thus far. All right, Izzy fought Cannonier, kind of a boring fight. He beat yep. Whitaker. Oh, 100%. That was a good fight. Marvin Vittori, boring fight. Yep. John Blockovich, he lost. Paulo Costa, he TKO'd good fight. Yoel Romero, decision, boring fight. Robert Whitaker, KO, good fight. Kelvin okay, so Gastelum, great, great not, fight. Okay, I like how you say good on these fights, but they're like highlight reels. But okay, good. I would say it great, but okay. No, wait, okay, Whitaker is great, fine, <laughs> whatever. Yoel Romero was not a great fight. Kevin Gaston was a great fight. Yeah, so and, was Whitaker. Yeah, I agree with it. Okay. Anderson Silva, when he fought Silva, that was an exhibition match. Oh, okay. That was an exhibition match. Okay. Doesn't Every count. fight with Anderson Silva afterwards is an exhibition. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you really care how Tom Brady does against the Buccaneers, like as a Buccaneers QB right now? No, it's not going to affect his legacy. Of course you do. No, He's still a threat. No, but what I'm saying is, if he does There's bad, still money this on season, the line, Anoop. If he does bad this season, it does not hurt Tom Brady's legacy. Okay. Well, Anderson Silva is a legend. Silva, all of these guys are ranked in the top five. Every single one of them, and when they fought, but keep going on this. List. Rankings, every are single di- one. Rankings are different now than they were back then. Sure, especially the Wild when you West. A lot of guys in your championship that are unranked. But go ahead. He beat Vittori, Brad Tavares. <laughs> are these people ranked? <laughs> I, I don't know. I Anderson Silva, Adesanya is not Anderson Silva yet. Okay, I think with this win, he becomes the guy. But you just were shitting on Pereira, saying he's not even that good. So if he beats this guy, he's not that good. Now he becomes the best ever. You look at the entire rankings, not a single guy you want to say, oh, okay. With at least Anderson Silva, you would look through the rankings, you'd be like, oh, put him versus Chael. Oh, put him versus Dan Hansen. Like, Like there was always a guy, but he's literally just going through all of them. Yeah. I don't know. That's just because the middleweight is weaker now than it used to be. Also, he's way more active than Anderson was. Also, Anderson tested hot. He had after, that against his record, too. After he, after he broke his leg. After he broke his leg, yeah. All right. He still did. See, like, whatever. That's like Connor. Connor's doing steroids after he broke his leg. Dude, he so many people did. When he beat Forrest Griffin, Griffin tested positive. So, like, sure, every guy. 
when he beat when he beat James Irvin, James Irvin tested positive. Bro, a lot of guys test positive. I'm pretty sure when Connor fights fights again, whoever he fights is gonna test positive. He's on yeah. some of these steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's yeah, shows you how it is. That's what? amazing. Losing the noop again. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he lost you. I think he's connected to my Wi-Fi. <laughs> I want to just see Whitaker beat Costa. I want to see Whitaker beat Costa. And I want to see Pereira beat. Uh, Good luck, dude. <laughs> Good luck. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, you can't hear me? Your, your, yeah, your video yeah is, I hear you. Uh, it sounds like a prayer, but I hear you. I'm just deleting some tabs. <laughs> is it better? Is it better now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think there's something loading in the back. Yeah, Anderson Silva's better. Whatever. I lost my train of thought. But a- Anderson Silva has never had all ten people in the rankings beat. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I want to see Pereira beat Adesanya and Whitaker, Whitaker beat Costa, and I want my boy Whitaker to be champion. Oh, and then Whitaker beats Pereira. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Via wrestling. Yes, of course. Okay, I, I could see that route potential. Yeah, that's what I want to see happen. I get it. That would be cool. I I, I would love for Whitaker to win that route. It'd be the great. It'd be a great story. Yeah, and then have Adesanya move up and wait or do something else, or maybe he beats Whitaker again. They have a trilogy. Maybe. But this Dude, time, you know what I would actually love to see is Yuri's versus Glover, which is great. They had a great fight. That that's cool to see them fight again. I guess I'm just tired of all these rematches all the way all the time, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would actually love to see Yuri versus Izzy. Yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be that so much striking fun. is yeah. so fucking good. Light heavyweight's an interesting division right now too. There's a lot it of is. turmoil. It's a lot, you know. It's like who, you know, it's a hot potato with the championship right now. Yeah, I think Ankalaev is going to get in there. I don't think anybody feels very secure in the light heavyweight champion. Whereas, you know, Islam, you know, you, you're pretty sure he's going to be there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ganu, if he's if he if he stays, you know, would be pretty secure. I mean, the only other place like that is or wait with Leon. I mean, can Leon hold on to it? Because now he doesn't have the he doesn't really have the the, the ability to say, oh, I'm just going to wait for the next fight, wait for the next fight, wait for the next fight. You know, I'm not doing the the Bilal rematch you know, on to the next thing. Now he's the yeah. guy, you know, so people are going to be clamoring for that fight. And yeah. I don't know. The, the light heavyweight division it, I don't know that Izzy belongs in that division. I think he's like a natural middleweight. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. Yeah, he is. He is. The light heavyweight guys are big Eastern European motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, because the weight Glover, class goes from 205 I, to yeah. 265. So all those motherfuckers have to be big. That's like To me, that's like the last weight class before it's just like fucking monsters. Yeah, giants. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think of it as like, oh, that's just like 20 more pounds. Like, no, no, no. Heavyweight is a lot more than 20 more pounds. What's the, who do you guys have for the Hasbulla fight? For who? Hasbulla. Is, uh, <laughs> Who's he fighting? That other kid? I don't know. Probably. Not the other kid. Whatever. They're like adults. Maybe they'll give him the Cejudo. <laughs> Hasbulla versus Cejudo. Cejudo fight. Yeah, that would be sick. I'll well, watch the, that. With the sideshow, speaking of sideshows, what do you guys have for Jake Paul Silva? Oh yeah, I have Silva. Yeah, I do. Like as a bet, or like like what you want? Yeah, no, I'm gonna bet it. Really? What What are the odds? Is it Paul is favored right now? If Paul is favored, 
there's something wrong with this world. But I'll when the odds were initially released, Anderson Silva was the favorite. But I think it switched since then a little bit because I think a lot of people started betting on Paul because of the odds. But I, I don't know that that's what's weird about it. Yeah, right now it's pretty even. Jake Paul's minus one thirty-five. Anderson's plus one hundred five. I'm taking Anderson. Yeah, definitely. I just don't want Anderson to take it easy on Paul. I could see him taking it easy on him. Yeah, and just like that, playing. Too. Yep. He just plays. He just has a good time. Yep, he does do that. I feel like everybody thinks I'm stupid though when I say that because it's still a fight and like how can you play? But I feel like Anderson Silva does that. Like he doesn't have that Terminator mindset. Like, yeah, I I think Anderson Silva is still for real in the realm of boxing. Like people like Islam. Forty-eight. (laughs) Forty-seven. I know. It, it, yeah, I feel like I'm the dark horse picking on Anderson Silva right now. But it's hard uh, to pick a 48, a 47 year old person versus a 25 year old. Yeah, a 25 year old who is, you know, who has, you know, some pretty crazy power there. He does. But I don't know, man. It, 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 is there? I, I would want to know this. Is is there like like in US? Is it like X amount to show, X amount to win, or is it is, is like that? But it's but it's hit? not like like UFC standard is like forty forty. Like you get the same amount in boxing. It's not like that. I wonder. I wonder how hurting for money Anderson. Is. I don't think he is. I think he loves fighting. He is either. I don't think he's like, hurting for money. I think he's doing this to be like I'm having fun doing this. Like I think he loves fighting. Like every video you see him like fighting with his kids or just he's training because he wants to train. That's why he fought Daniel Cormier. Like, it wasn't a real fight. And he still hurt Daniel Cormier once. Like, you know, Cormier was like, oh, shit, this shit is real. Anderson's a freak of nature. If he hits Paul once, even playfully, but he wants to hit him, like, he will hurt Paul. He's never hit somebody where he's not hurt them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, so Anderson Silva has lost in boxing once, but that was in 1998. Just beat what his he, last three fights in 2021, 2021, 2022 were all wins and like big wins. He beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., correct? Correct. And you know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is 52 and five, like he's not a chump. Yeah, he's the son of the greatest Mexican boxer ever, maybe. And yeah, and people say again, he's a cokehead and parties, but still, he beat him. And that guy was like a champion. Yeah, roughed him up too. Like he landed like a 20 punch combo. It was ridiculous. He smashed Tito Ortiz. That's not like yeah, he knocked him the fuck graceful, out. Yeah. but it's still mm-hmm. awesome. Like it was nothing. Yeah. yeah. I think he should if he wants to, he dominates Paul. I, I don't know about dominates, but I, I think he wins. He's gonna use that dash. You think it's a finish? No. Well, I don't know because we haven't seen Jake Paul's cardio. So as it gets, I think they have an eight round bout. So eight rounds shouldn't be too bad. But who knows, like when you get hit a lot, which I imagine Jake is still going to get hit. It's just a matter of like, can he take those shots well? And how will it add up over around six, seven and eight? Because I do think it goes that far. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to agree with you. I mean, I think Anderson at least can stay away from him if he needs to. I think he's going to control way better than Paul is. You know, if, if Anderson can, you know, do what he has done you know, for, for decades, which is, you know, fight him from the outside and then, you know, frustrate him and then catch him on the way in. Yeah. Uh, Well, surprisingly, Anderson Silva is also a great inside fighter in boxing. Like if you watch his fight with Julio Cesar Chavez, he plays Philly shell really well and does amazing. So it's one of those things where it's like, 
Oh no. Anderson has, how do I put it? Like the ability to adapt in boxing like a Floyd Mayweather, like they can adapt their style very quickly. And I think that type of savviness is going to be hard for Jake Paul, especially if cardio is an issue. I'm yeah. also betting on the fact that Anderson Silva is TRT'd up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure the, so the uh... if he comes in like a noob says and just wants to toy with his food and yeah. like didn't take this serious, yeah, there's a problem. Jake can probably knock him out. I but see Anderson, Anderson's serious. I think he can etch out this win. Yeah. I could see Anderson also just putting his face in Paul's face and just hands uh, down and just being, been. yeah. I don't know. That's like Anderson. I would never bet like on an Anderson Silva fight for real, like my life on anything, but like for fun with the Jake Paul, sure. Yeah. But you just don't know what Anderson Silva you're getting. Okay. So what are we, what are we betting then? I'm betting on the underdog, but that's fine. What are we betting? I thought we were betting Israel and Adesanya. I mean, Pereira. Yeah, we could do that too. Oh, I, I would bet Anderson. I don't want to. Oh, okay. You want Anderson. Okay. I I like Anderson. All right. So, so we'll bet Izzy and Pereira. Uh, What are we betting? Just money? Yeah. $10. Okay. Sure. All right. $11. Eleven dollars. Right. I am confident. <laughs> All right. Just say eleven, so people think it's like eleven hundred. You know what I mean? <laughs> eleven large. That means yeah, eleven. Yeah, eleven large, singles. dude. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like eleven quarters. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that is a good way of thinking about it. I'm just gonna. Yeah. If you throw out weird numbers like eighteen, it must be. 1800, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not <laughs> who else that, would that, do that's 1800? That's up to you, what I mean. Shit. All right, awesome, guys. This was fun. Thanks for yeah, uh, that was thanks fun. For yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for ordering the fight yesterday, Andy. I didn't have to steal it like our friend Brian gets upset at. So, <laughs> <laughs> I would never steal a fight unless nobody was coming over to watch it with me. <laughs> then I would see <laughs> talk to cryptostorm.is for a sponsorship maybe <laughs> oh yeah we'd like to thank our sponsors Google shout mm-hmm. out to Google for sponsoring us and Spotify ExpressVPN for keeping us safe from ever getting trouble in pirates <laughs> and the Ali G show yep yep and like always protect your neck MMA yeah protect your neck MMA shout yep. out to them they produce awesome gear michael shear you're the man we love you billy shear your brother black belt awesome we love you too thank you for all the support um oh yeah and it's a good gift especially if you know somebody from staten island or somebody that likes wu-tang it's not really affiliated with wu-tang really but protect your neck obviously you can put two and two together and i feel like i do get guillotined less when i'm (laughs) when i'm wearing no it's just that little reminder you know like you gotta protect your neck that's it Maybe there's something to the fabric where it's like harder to get a grip on me. Yo. I- All right, guys. Thank you. Pleasure. All right. Thanks Talk for listening, y'all. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting. Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast 
to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta. It would mean a lot to me. Cheers.